Hello and welcome to our next podcast from ChristianPedophile.com. Our goal with this podcast is to reach out to those who are also struggling with minor attraction, attraction to children like we are. Our hope is that no one will end up harming a child. We believe that that's always wrong and that it's not what God wants for our sexuality. So with me here is my coworker and friend, Trent Matthew. Hello. My name is Michael Greenwood. And so for today, we had a conversation that I wanted to share with Trent and something that's been on my mind. Oftentimes when people contact the website, they are locked thought pattern, a a whirlpool of shame and frustration and isolation where they're not sure how to handle or what to do with the feelings they have toward kids. It seems to occupy their whole lives. The anxiety, it reinforces the focus and and they just don't know what to do. It's like something they wake up to daily and they feel defeated every day. And so Mm. what I wanted to talk about with you, Trent, is just something that's been on my heart is how to deal with this on a daily basis, how to do the daily with pedophilia in any sort of successful way. So with that in mind, what are your thoughts on a daily struggle? I think when you break it that way, it makes it certainly a lot easier. I suppose you there's always the temptation to sit back and be like, oh man, I'm going to struggle with this for the rest of my life. How am I ever going to cope? And that can just, well, I find for myself that wears me down a lot. So just to break it up as a daily thing makes it easy. But then it's still hard enough in and of itself just doing that because well, sometimes I notice for myself, and this used to happen a lot going back, you know, three, four, five years when I first started to realize that I had these attractions is that it was this mentality that it was me versus the world. And it was like, there was like this self-loathing, this hatred, this kind of feeling angry at other people for not being in my position, being frustrated that other people don't understand and being annoyed that there was just not the help that I needed at the time. So when you're dealing with that, and it, it just makes it so much more harder. So this is why I think it's important to break it up and just try and take each day as it comes and just trusting in God for the grace that you need. And so many people feel like they're evil or a failure just because of the fact that they have this struggle. They wish it would. Well, they ask, they say, is there a miracle? Like, is there a, a bl- magic pill that they can swallow or to be rid of the feelings for kids once and for all. And well, the research shows that pedophilia is a neurological condition. It's some neurons in the brain that are not quite hooked up right. Instead of targeting adults who are about the same age as a person and and signaling maturity, instead there's a connection there that's focusing on immaturity. It's a mental condition uh, in the same sense that schizophrenia is a mental condition or bipolar. And so when you wake up each day with this mental condition, it presents a particular struggle. And I believe God can do miracles. I, I believe he can physically heal people. He hasn't done that for me. When I wake up each day, I still have pedophilia. Those neurons in my brain that aren't quite normal will light up toward a kid. 
And so it presents a daily struggle. Mm. We can handle struggles daily. We can't handle feeling like a monster. We can't hate ourselves daily. That's not sustainable. And just one other thing on that point, Michael, um, when speaking about this issue of underage attraction, it presents such a difficulty because it's like you have to say something on one side and then immediately switch over to the other side and say, well, I'm not saying that. So when we say, well, it's a neurological condition, what we are saying in that it's something that no one chooses, like no one in their right mind would ever choose this. This is not part of how God intended the world to be. But having said that, that doesn't mean it's okay to act out in any way. And it certainly means that if you do the wrong thing, you're going to have to suffer your own consequences. That's like rightly so, right? I mean, we always have a responsibility over the things that we do. And it's just so unfortunate that we have this kind of weakness in our lives, but it's something that we fight against every single day so that we don't end up in a compromising position. Um, that's why I'm so grateful to God, because I just don't know how I'd handle this without my faith in Jesus. Without God, all you got is your genetics. Your, but I find with the Lord, there's something more I'm working towards. So I remember when I was really struggling, I, I was like, God, I, you got to help me or I'm just going to be dead in jail and for, <laughs> yeah. forbid that I harm a child, but it's just not going to, life is not looking pretty for me. And so that was like a journey to discover what does it mean to have victory in life? If I'm a pedophile and that sucks, there's a dead end for sure. What does it mean for me to live a life of victory? And the conclusion I've come to is that, yeah, pedophilia is part of our life story, but it doesn't have to be like the main plot line. It doesn't have to mm. occupy you. It's not the end all be all. It's, it's not everything. Even though sometimes it can feel like it's everything. Like if you're in that moment where you're just caught up with all these desires and it's, and certainly for me a lot earlier on, it felt like it was my entire life. You know, I'm just so thankful to God that over the years and thankful to my psychologist working through all this stuff that it tends to fade more and more into the background. Like maybe you've noticed that for yourself. Yeah, most definitely. And I know your story and you've shared quite a bit. And if anybody's interested, both of us have shared our stories in our first two podcasts. But that being said, the depression not knowing how to cope with temptation, that shame, like that social shame, and hating yourself, it fixates your mind and thoughts right on the feelings, like a, a threat, like if something going to attack you and all your system mm. is ready and geared and fixated. And that's where, if we find a solution through it, like a day-to-day -day way of coping, then some of that intensity can calm down and a person can move past those feelings. So we live life one day at a time. All I got is today. So how do I have victory just today? It's strange because each day is different. Like some days are easy and you, and you get through the day. Well, and, and I can get through the day and be like, you know what? It, it wasn't even an issue. I didn't even think about it, you know, and that depends what I'm doing. Uh, but there are some times where, well, like, so for example, like some days I'll just spend my day at home 
and that's fine for me. And there are other days where, like, if I'm out and about and um, and there's people around, um, that can be a more difficult day. But it also depends. Like, sometimes it's more difficult for me to be at home and it's less difficult for me to be out and about. And emotions and stuff are always constantly churning and swirling. And, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, no two days are exactly the same. But I actually really like what you said earlier about um, how when your whole biology is geared in this one thing and how it produces so much shame, that's something that I still struggle with. And just feeling like I always have to be on the defensive, being kind of jaded towards the world, that's still something that I struggle with. So, Well, I'll be honest. Today I went to the hardware store and there was a kid there, cute kid, and I just knew, okay, I needed to not stare. Sometimes it doesn't matter. Like, oh, hey, it's not a thing. But this time it was, I could tell it was going more than skin deep and, you know, into my heart. And so I was like, okay, don't look, don't look again. Don't look back. And in that moment, it's like, I could hate myself, be ashamed of myself for the fact that this kid was attractive to me. Or what I tell myself is, look, okay, now I'm going to do the right thing and then I'm going to feel good about that. So I imagine it like this, like, okay, our lives are like a castle up on a hill, right? And around this castle is a field, wildflowers, nice. But around the field, all around is a dark forest. And every so often, the enemy the devil, temptation, things that would destroy your life, mounts a charge, comes crashing out of the forest, running up the hill, and slam it against the walls of the castle. And the enemy wants nothing more than to get in, inside the walls, and then inside the tower, and occupy your life, and take the treasure of your potential. And that's what the enemy wants. But if I occupy the castle... If I occupy my life, I stand at the walls and I watch. When the enemy mounts a charge, I'm ready to turn him back. I turn him back with my faith in God that God won't let me be tempted beyond what I can bear and that Jesus inside of me gives me the strength for victory. And then also my own choice that I would choose to honor God with my sexuality and have God's blessing rather than chase those feelings. And so I'm ready, and I want to be ready each day, standing at the wall, waiting and looking for when the enemy makes that charge. And you're totally right. No day is the same as another. It's a daily struggle and a, a daily victory. And so today, <laughs> when I saw that kid at the hardware store, I, I was like, oh, I can tell I don't want it in my heart. So I'm just not going to look at him again. Keep my head turned. You know, a couple times my eyes passed by and I was like, nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe a couple arrows made it over the castle wall, you know, but, but I didn't open the gate. You know, I didn't open the damn gate. <laughs> so it's like, I, I would have choose to feel good about that. I'm not going to go to bed hating myself tonight over the fact that I found a kid attractive because that's just allowing yourself to sink in the mud. It's like, no, you feel good when you take a right stand. And just because there's a struggle doesn't mean you're losing. 
doesn't mean you're failing. That's, that is the battle occupying your life. And yeah, and like you're right, the enemy is always going to be constantly at us. He, he wants to take away our hope of salvation that we have through Jesus Christ. And that's like the most important, the most precious thing that's to be guarded is, is our faith in God. Exactly. I love in Proverbs, it says, above all else, guard your heart. And mm. it also says, he who rules his spirit is better than one who takes a city. So, but one avenue of discouragement can be like, how on earth am I going to survive this struggle the rest of my life? I'm going to wake up on a bunch of days, hopefully, but am I going to screw up one of these days? Am I eventually going to be weak? And some comforting thoughts for me are that, you know, you only need strength for today. The Bible says that God's mercies are new every morning. So don't weigh your fears of tomorrow against the strength of today. Don't let the fear of tomorrow discourage you today. All you need is to just pursue victory today. And guess what? If you string together some days of victory, if I do my best today, then chances are tomorrow I'll still be doing my best. And if I do good this month, uh, this year and into next year, and eventually you string enough days of victory together, you get a lifetime of victory. Hmm. And we have promises in the Bible. Like in Psalms, it says, even a righteous man stumbles sometimes, but God won't let him be cast headlong. So if you focus just on doing the daily, that's all you got to worry about. And you're not bad. You're not a monster. You're not a failure just because you have this struggle, because you have a few neurons in your brain that aren't quite hooked up right. In fact, our lives can be noble stories of victory, of loving people. We can even, even loving kids by advocating that they be kept safe. So it is something. It's worth waking up to, pursuing that daily victory. And there's also God who's here to help you. And he's the one that gives us the strength to walk in that victory. So I'm not sure if you've read the, the Pilgrim's Progress. Have you read that, Michael? Yes. Yeah, I have. Yeah, so I was um, reading that earlier on this year. There was such an important analogy that I got from that was when um, early on in the story, one of the first places he, he goes to is he visits the house of the interpreter. And while he's there, he sees a fire burning against a wall and he sees a man splashing like all this water against this fire to try and put it out with all these just splashing just buckets and buckets of water over this fire. But in spite of him doing that, the fire doesn't actually go out. The fire keeps on burning. And he looks on the other side of the wall and what he can see is there's a small hole in the wall and there's another man who's pouring like some fuel, like some oil, I think it says, and he's pouring this oil and it's running down the wall and it's keeping the fire going. And so Christian asks the interpreter what these things mean. And the interpreter says, well, the fire is like your salvation. It's that passion for God that you have burning within you. The one who tries to put the fire out is the devil. It's the enemy who's trying to come against you with all sorts of, um, with all sorts of dismal stories and all that kind of stuff. The one who's feeding the fire is God and the oil is the Holy Spirit. 
So it's like God is the one who keeps this this fire going, this passion for Him going, so that we can walk that uh, life of of victory and of of holiness. And so it's not just us. It's not like God's just going, "Hey, I'm just going to leave you on your own with this temptation, and you've got to try really hard, and you've got to figure it out, and you've got to be good." I mean, that was one of my my, my nightmares. I guess it's like just growing up. It was just drilled into me so much. You just got to be good. You just got to be good. And um, that's kind of, yeah, but kind of at the same time, God empowers us to walk in obedience. I love that. That's such a perfect image for this daily walk. Pedophilia isn't the one thing God can't help us overcome. No, he always leads us to victory in Christ Jesus. So, well, that's it for me. Any other thoughts, Trent? Well, if I can close with something, I always keep this hymn uh, sort of tucked away in my memory. You know that hymn, How Firm a Foundation? The last verse goes like this. It says, The soul that on Jesus has leaned for repose, he will not and cannot desert to his foes. That soul that all hell should endeavor to shake, he will never, no, never, no, never forsake. And every time I just recite that, like, I, I, it's like I, I'm almost crying now. Like it's just such a powerful thing that um, God has promised that we're going to make it, even though we're facing all these horrible forces of evil, even though the devil really is trying to scale our walls and invade the castle of our heart. God has promised that He will always be with us and that He will never forsake us. He sees the end from the beginning, and He promises us that we will that we will make it. He's not going to lose any of His children. If you're listening to this podcast and you need support, we have an email address, uh, support at christianpedophile.com. You can reach out to either Michael, myself, or Trent. And so with that, thank you for listening and God bless. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye-bye.